0: Hey, welcome to the latest episode of Shit We Don't Talk About, powered by Helix Interactive. Today's episode is being recorded live, 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 and features my Shit We Don't Know About co-host, Drew Lincelotta. He's also the host of the Anxious Truth Podcast and co-owner of Helix Interactive, my podcast producer. Watch the magic happen as we produce the podcast live and also go over our list of shit that gets on our nerves in the news. Tune in, it gets good. Here we go. Dang, that's funny. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> in case you're wondering where that the Mia Voss whisper came from, that is my friend Jeff C. And uh, he recorded that, I'm going to say, seven years ago. And it's been sitting in my Dropbox. That's what she said. Uh, for a long time. <laughs> and then I'm like, woof, let's put that on there. So we're live. All right. Did you?
1: This is good. We're actually recording the audio. We got video going on. So...
0: Let's call people. each other our pet names. What's up Barbara DeDrew? Barbara DeDrew and Mel Diane Voss.
1: Our <laughs> alter egos.
0: Is our alter egos. Every dad's watching. He's like, "Hey, what?" Uh, are you doing I just going to be like, "I do not understand what's going understand on here. What's here." Hey, so uh, we have a we're doing this live. If you're listening to the podcast, we're doing this live stream on Facebook and we have some folks that have some rants. They have an airing of the grievances. And apparently my friend Louisa Garrett has one. I'm going to read it out loud. Her rant I got new glasses and the prescription isn't right. So they fixed them. I picked them up yesterday and I still can't see.
1: (laughs) That's pretty bad. You know what, Louisa? I feel you.
0: And, and by the way, I have to point out right before we hit record, you made an uh, an observation about all my various glasses and you called me out on it. What'd you say? I
1: did. I said you seem to have like an Elton John level collection of eyewear, which is impressive <laughs> as hell. Every time I, I do. See, I'm like, every time I see Mia, I think she has different glasses. I, I think. But as it turns out, I was right.
0: No, you do. And I actually have two of these pair because I like them so much. So Louisa Garrett, Sissy, I feel ya. I can't see so good, right? <laughs> I can't see.
1: I hear you. These are my old glasses. About to become my new glasses again. I can't see crap. So Louisa, I I'm with you, man. I really should just train Copper to drag me around. I'd be better off. So,
0: <laughs> Copper the dog. Copper that is your dog. your non-trained seeing eye my, dog now. Oh God. Yeah, he would be the worst. Scene I You'd be in the street. I would
1: be out. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well. Anyway.
0: He'd be like, sorry about it. Yeah. Kelly. Thank you. My friend Kelly Raymer. I just actually uh, recorded a podcast with him yesterday. Kelly, feel free to share your podcast as well, because that's what we're all about over here on the live stream. So listen, folks, you and I drew, we have not done a rant in a while. Uh, shit we don't know about is the sort of the alter ego of the shit we don't talk about podcast, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's like, hey, you know what, it's about time. We're, we're, we're really pissed off about a lot of things. It's time to do one of these.
0: <laughs> it is an airing of the grievances. <laughs> and uh, every time we get on the phone together, I'm like, damn, we should have recorded that because we are so damn funny.
1: <laughs> and we are, that's true.
0: <laughs> and if nobody else thinks it, we are, but you know, at least we know it. So listen. The, the latest rant and I was going to do a separate podcast and I thought, no, we kind of play off each other pretty well is who's your leader. Who's your influence?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and this is, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how detailed you want to get on this, but I, mm. I, I found it interesting to see some people who are really making some super incongruous moves and like really unexplainable statements. I'll go with, you know what? you want to go go first? Yeah, let me go with mine first. This way I'll I'll see how much you want to reveal or not reveal in the end. (laughs) All right. Okay, ready? True story. Now, we're all tired of like COVID stuff at this point, right? Hopefully we're nearing the end and we're hopefully going to get back to normal and we got work to do, but we're getting there, right? Okay, we get that. However, here's what I ran into. True story. Can't make this up, right? Just in the last (laughs) two days. And I I think I sent it to you and I'm like, we got to add this to the list, right? I was just Mm -hmm. aggro AF over this. Here's what I don't get. So you had uh, people, you know, people colon last year, like masks and staying home and social distancing is a personal choice, man. Like Mm. you do your thing, right? It's my choice, your choice. Stay home if you want. But I, my choice, I choose not to stay home. I don't, I choose not to wear a mask personal choice, man. You do your thing. I do mine. It's that simple, (laughs) right? Okay. Same people a year later, April, 2021, Hey, vaccines are a choice, man. Like, you choose to get it. I choose not to. But, if you know, if you get vaccinated, you could still infect me. So back off. Like, oh, okay, Fred Freedom. So now you want to acknowledge because now you might be in some sort of danger that we are actually dependent and connected on each other. We are all connected and we rely on each other when we impact each other. Now when it has to do with you, now you're worried about how we're all connected and we, we have to work together.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, but, Oh, but now it's about now you. Now it's
1: about you. Yeah, but last year these, you know, <sighs> fearless thought leaders were all about mm-hmm. the all like, "Oh man, you know, individual choice. You got to respect my choice <laughs> to not wear a mask." <laughs> yeah, well, now you got to respect my choice to get vaccinated and breathe on you, <laughs> bitch. I mean, not clearly we're not going to do that, obviously. We know, but it's just talk about in Congress <sighs> like, "Oh, okay." So choose, I, again, choose who you follow carefully because yeah, yeah, that is choose not a good who you're look. around
0: too. By the way,
1: yeah, yeah, it
0: would be good. But you know, I can't wait to be five G. Oh god, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got my I got my Bill Gates chip, soap.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but that that kind of was surprising to me, and to see like the people rallying around those cries too, like yeah, like you know, it doesn't mean you're immune. You know, you could still pass it to me. And like, well, okay, but I understand that, and I'm fine. I'm not going to breathe on anybody. I wear a mask. It's all good. <laughs> but like, I'm just surprised that now now you care about our interconnectedness, and last year you kind of yeah. didn't. You were just completely denying it.
0: So, Super convenient, by the way. By and Kelly Raymer here thinks Fred Freedom is friggin' hilarious. <laughs> Fred Freedom, we all know that guy. <laughs> I do want to pick up radio, Kelly. Absolutely. I think uh, I, I think it's been interesting to see the polarization of this. It's unbelievable. It's shit we never thought no. that uh, that we'd be talking about. Yeah. Which here's a good rant that I heard today as well. Uh, this was pretty good. This is Jen Saki. And uh, she is, she does all the, the, the daily, um, what are they called? Press briefings. Thank you. Press briefings. She's savage AF, by the way, you can, you can tell by her mannerisms now when she's just about ready to pop off on somebody. I'm here for all of it. So I like there's a, there's a guy in, on YouTube that does these really great like Jensaki zingers and so some guy from Catholic Radio I ain't busting on you for being Catholic but I'm busting on this guy so he's trying to trip her up with and and this is really going to get. Mm, We could, we could lose some followers right here and I'm okay with that. So uh, some guy's trying to trip her up with the fact that Biden is now uh, going to be putting back into place some of the funding that was taken away by the Trump administration for a lot of the things that have to do. I think it's called like title 10 or something like that, but it took away a lot of the funding that helped a lot of these neighborhoods that, um, that they said supposedly was supporting abortion. Yeah, there's the big word. I dropped it on you. So. What it was is that it wasn't going to funding abortions, but it took away all the funding for health care, health care for people. So he's I mean, he literally tried to parlay that into our tax dollars are paying for abortions. Folks, guess how many unexpected pregnancies happen in the period when Trump took away the funding for a lot of these these places. You ready for it? One hundred and eighty thousand unintended pregnancies because women were not able to get yeah. the health care to get birth control. Ouch! Can you see this? Ouch. Right. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, get it. So Got a little it was just interesting on you when
1: you threw that word out there, but I see you brought it home. I, guess I, I did. I, there.
0: yeah, I, I, I took out, one, woo all the way around. So I find it interesting too, that's, these are folks that are very pro-life, but it's more just, I'm only about pro in uterus. Because you know they don't give a shit when that thing comes jumping out.
1: Jumping out, ouch. I <laughs> <It's
0: really laughs> that out. sounds really painful. Hold up, my friend Kevin is here. So we are gonna do some live comments. Uh, speaking of airing the grievances, my 26 year old son who has autism and apraxia had the opportunity to meet with the mayor of Edwardsville, our home Illinois, our hometown and air his grievances. It ranged from parades Mitchell doesn't like to, uh, like, to video game stores that left town. Today was great. Oh my god! Very, mayor Aww. Patton was very hospitable, Aww. dude. I love that. And let's give a shout out to your son because it is Autism Awareness Month. So uh, I, pre- man, I love that he went out there. Mitchell McGinnis, shout out to Mitchell that is so putting great. it out there. Yeah, video game stores
1: at <laughs> left town.
0: Kudos to the mayor, man. That's great. And, and parades that Mitchell doesn't like, dude. I need a, I need an airing of the grievances for that. I know. If you actually have a recording of that, please provide it, Kevin. Kevin and I have known each other from the way, way back in Illinois. So, uh, is that your then, hometown w-
1: that he's talking about? Is that where you're from? Uh,
0: no, it's actually oh, okay. Champagne, Illinois. You know, like the drink, speaking of If me you're going to come from a, a place,
1: it might as well be called Champagne.
0: <laughs> it's the it's, it's, it's the king of beers. That's right. <laughs> that's that's what my hometown is very good Uh, so the Festivus of Shows year round absolutely Uh, one of the other zingers that I love that this guy put in there it's one of my favorites don't like abortions, don't have them Okay. Or get your own uterus. That's, how you like that? <laughs> I'm going to simplify it for get you. Sure get your
1: own uterus.
0: Okay. Ooh, Ooh. Exactly. So I, I will say we're going to segue back into the leadership piece because there this happened, something happened about two weeks ago and I shared it with you too. Now these are female influencers and being in the, the micro influencer world, I've mm-hmm. seen some shit. Okay. Just to let you know, I have seen. Uh, I've seen it. What goes around comes around. Fire Festival is one of my favorites. That I thought was oh. like the the beginning of the. End. Oh, Schadenfreude, man! Yeah, was so if you bad. haven't seen Fire Festival, F Y R E Festival, there is a Netflix special as well as a Hulu special. And this was in 2016 when this fail forward white guy and you can see that's see that's a theme for me in some of the shit that happens, right, yeah. Drew?
1: Yeah, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly.
0: I don't even know this guy's name. He's still in prison, but I think I'm, sh- I'm sure he's still trying to put the grift on everybody. Grift is a big theme for me, by the way. And a lot of this leadership shit is going to be about people on the grift that are not being questioned and people are just going along with it. Right?
1: Yeah. You know, that was an amazing story. We're going back a couple of years now, of course, but the thing about like the guy, when you say he's still on the grift, the thing that blew me away about, I saw one of the documentaries and like three of them were made. I think Hulu made one, Netflix made one, everyone was all over the fire festival. Right.
0: Yes. Even
1: after the festival blew up and, and like, you know, the authorities were on his tail, he was trying to sell fake tickets to some other big event I forget what event it was. Oh, he was on camera, like running the scam.
0: Sure. Then he, then so I mean that yes that, that happened. So the event happened and it was disastrous. They had I mean they they just oh, if bad. you read the lead up to it, they got a bunch of influencers to post this orange square on their Instagram yeah. and get a bunch of a bunch of just dumbass millennials to spend a ton of money to fly down to this concert yeah. um and then they get there and it's just disastrous. There's a storm, there's uh no tents. I mean, they'd paid thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, it's a disaster. And his name is Billy. What's That's his right. What's that uh, punk's name? I'm gonna look it up. I can't remember. Uh, his Billy name. McFarland. There you go. And uh, if you also listen to True Crime Obsessed, which is one of my favorite podcasts, they really go off on that. Ja Rule. I can't believe he still shows his face because he was involved in it too. Yeah. So Billy McFarlane, he came back and he was still going back to the same list and he was trying to sell tickets to things that you can't buy tickets to such right. as the Met Gala.
1: That's what it was. The Met Gala. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I mean. he was literally yeah. peddling tickets that didn't exist to that event after fire festival burned to the ground and he was literally being filmed in his disastrous days. Like, yeah, let I me mean, just do this too. What the hell? Might as well get this one in before I go up the, to the big house.
0: <laughs> he really did. And yeah, I, mean, he, I think he's been in prison for at least five years. But but the thing that now. I find amazing about a lot of these leaders or influencers is that the um, the hubris, I guess the the and just the 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 ease that they scam people.
1: Yeah, it, I don't it give a shit. Kind of blew me away. We got one going on right now in sort of my community. So, my podcast, The Anxious Truth, we, we're talking about mental health and anxiety disorders and things of that nature. And we got a dude in the UK who's sold a shit ton of like weekend retreats and his books and his courses and his anxiety relief program and blah, 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 blah. He is the marketing king of mental health in the UK, right? Except <gasps> now there's is that just a thing. A, oh, yeah. There's just a pile, a pile of humanity now coming forward. Talking about the cult aspect of this. And when you pay to go to his retreat, if you're struggling, it's not working for you. You're told you're a failure. If you go see an outside doctor or an outside therapist, you are a failure. So they intimidate people to only staying inside this little organization that will cure your anxiety for a lot of money in weekend retreats. The guy shows up in Range Rovers wearing shades and has his family introduce him as like the next coming. No shame no shame wow. and then wants to declare himself like a leader in the mental health space like he's saving the world yeah it's not it- okay
0: and, and, you know, we, we're, of course, everything we say, we think we're funny as fuck. You oh, know? no. That's I'm what ge- she said. <laughs> yeah. But the seriousness of this and, and a lot of these things that we're, we're going to talk about are grifts yeah. and meaning like getting over on people, but especially when you're talking about the mental health field, yeah. then that you're leading people down this wrong path, which you and I have gotten on a lot of rants about toxic positivity, which yeah, we're yeah. going to talk about with Rachel Hollis because oh, yeah, yeah. she's in that same Garbage Bell container too. But I mean, think how dangerous that is that, that, I mean, I listen to your podcast. I watch your live streams and the amount of people that tune in and we both know it because we both are people that have struggled with anxiety and panic since night, since 1986, ladies and gentlemen, you and me, brother, man. Yeah. We're old. We've and it, yeah, and it's it's been it was a detriment to my life. So I know what it's like to try and find that answer. So you answer things really truthfully with people, but can you imagine how these people are? I mean, I would think that suicide rates would go up with being misled that way.
1: Yeah, it's a little it's a little tough, man. It's hard to see that, and it's hard to see how I think that culture of influencers and thought leaders and everybody's patting each other on the back for having an audience and engagement handing bullshit yeah that all that stuff and it gets kind of dangerous sometimes you know because i think people you know in the end whether you're talking about money career mental health family whatever people are just looking for help you know i get it man they just they are looking for good advice and they're likely to fall for some bad stuff sometimes not everybody i understand there are some good people out there doing good work but it's really easy for anybody of questionable judgment to to hang out an influencer shingle, a thought leader shingle, (laughs) a trainer, a coach, a speaker shingle. I'm a coach now. Uh,
0: I'm
1: a, I'm a coach you. And then I'm going to have to ask you for money when my,
0: Ugh. We're gonna touch on I that real that. quick and then we're gonna, it you segued crazy. for me and I appreciate that because, yeah. and then we're gonna get to Rachel Hollis. Garbage bell, I'm gonna ring it. I'm I'm borrowing from True Crime Obsessed on that because they're always like, oh, garbage bell. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, yeah, Wait, I got some side effects
1: here we can use maybe, I don't know.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 ring the garbage bell for me. Well, I've got, you know, I'm I love my, that. this is the only one I've got is.
1: That was easy.
0: That's what she said. Oh, we got that one. <laughs> <laughs> the whoop, whoop. <laughs> I got to load up
1: some more stuff next time we do this. Huh?
0: Oh yeah, we we need clapping, we need cheering. We oh, need that the whole I have. Thing.
1: But I have them labeled, so I don't know. Anyway,
0: yeah, just do randomly, and we're not going to know. It could be inappropriate, whatever the the reaction is. <laughs> a My friend Kelly, watching, says, "I hate the word influencers and thought leaders." Yeah, because it's overused. It's generally not true.
1: Yeah, I, I think. Well, you know what I think. It's easy hmm. to self apply that label and to then believe it, because everybody yeah. everybody can have a platform now. And that, and the, believe it or not, what's amazing to me is people that have come across that will call themselves influencers and thought leader influencers and thought leaders. That when you really look at the platform, like all right, you know, a five hundred people is good, a thousand people is good. Don't get me wrong, that's not bad. And you couldn't yeah. talk to a thousand people fifteen years ago. I get that. Yeah,
0: but because this is all our broadcast tower.
1: Yeah, you know, so I get it. It's a little bit
0: easier I'm holding to up the phone, that. by the way, for you. Yeah, for, for those of you not, not watching. Oh, we should have mentioned
1: that. The visuals. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. My bad. We're doing video My on the radio. My bad. Here. <laughs> Anywho, um, so I don't know if you wanted to talk about that little incident. Yeah, or dance around I'm, a little I'm, bit. I'm going to. to.
0: Yeah. And, and just to piggyback on what you're saying, too, because, yeah, there, there could be. Don't be a size queen if you are going to put your message out there. Don't worry about the number of viewers and the whole thing because yeah. even if you are reaching out to one person and you have a message, if you're truly coming from your heart to say, I got to get this out there and oh. then somebody else can resonate with it, dude, that's magic, right? That's yeah. no, all good, you know? So that's all good. Yeah. Um, but again, choose it carefully because uh, there was a recent incident where there was a uh, somebody fundraising... Uh, in an area... Okay, folks, we're in a pandemic and everybody's hurting. Um, and this person who's supposedly an influencer uh, asked for money uh, to help out on something. And I'm really trying to be careful. And please feel free to message me and I will tell you who the fuck it is. Yeah. But I don't want to put everybody's business on the highway all the time. But when I saw that, I just thought... It just really... And I, you and I talked about it. It just didn't ring true because it's like, choose... Like now I wouldn't want to actually work with somebody that couldn't get their shit together and had to ask for money from something that was not life-threatening medical emergencies. I get, I get all of that, but like to, and then when I actually saw a lot of the folks who donated, I was like, it just did not.
1: Yeah. To me, what got me kind of riled about that when you mentioned it and and I looked was like, I mean look, everybody needs help and there's nothing wrong with that. Reaching out for help is not a crime. There's no crime in reaching out for help, don't get me wrong. But, but choose wisely. Yeah, but it's really hard to reach out for help when you need it, which is fine. It's difficult enough to do that, but then reach out for help that way on, you know, Monday, and then on Tuesday you're advertising, you know, your weekend retreat where you're gonna where you you know, you're talking to like people of abundance and millionaire mindset and 10x That's in right. your business. That's like, right. so then you know, how how genuine are you really being? So either right. you, either you're asking for money that you don't need, or you're teaching something that you can't do. So which and one that, is? And by
0: the way, is privilege. Right. That right yeah. there is privilege. If yeah. you're going to ask for money and just expect that it's going to happen, that to me is some serious ass. Check yeah. yourself, fucking privilege. Yeah,
1: it, was a little, it was a little weird. So again, it, it leads oh. you to that whole like. Careful who you're following, and you got to be careful. You know, and I get. Yes. Know, look, I feel like we're 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 being like the get off my lawn people here, but. Uh, <gasps> I want to throw a thing at it a little bit. So there's a book that I'm reading <laughs> lately, which is really, it's really fascinating.
0: I love being a get off my lawn person. Yeah, I'm and, old enough now that I can, I'm going to embrace it. And this
1: book talks about, it was written by a social psychologist who's done a tremendous amount of research over 25 and 30 years and collaborated with a lot of really smart people. And it talks about moral and ethical reasoning. And essentially mm. it's fascinating to see how it's become super clear in the last 50 years or so that we've been looking at this stuff yeah. that we Form we do not morally and ethically reason to form conclusions. We reach conclusions and then we use our moral and ethical reasoning skills to to support them.
0: So back into it. Back into it. Yes, and it's
1: over and over and over. When they do the research, you keep coming back to the same thing. So you reach a conclusion that is more about belonging to a group and your self identity, your self knowledge, and then you use your reasoning skills to find evidence that supports that. And it makes people really prone to ignoring. The red flags. Really ignoring the red well, flags.
0: Well, yes, because and unfortunately, that makes you culpable. If you haven't chosen correctly, you're going to be culpable for buying into it. But I'm like, well, why did you know? Why did you? What, all you had to do was Google it yeah. and do that whole thing. So, yeah, people will really reach for, what's the word, empirical evidence. I'm probably using yeah. that wrong. Yeah, and you,
1: they will find ways to Discard evidence that goes against yeah. their worldview, but run to the evidence. So when somebody does bad things, but you like what they're saying. Generally, you can, you, you let them go. You ignore them. Uh, we all do, well, I have the so way, we many names. That. We all do that.
0: It's yeah, we do. And I, and I this. have, I have, what is it? I have a list. What does he say? I have problems with you. people. Oh, I have problems with you,
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Frank. Uh, yeah. And hey, <laughs> I'm saying
0: it because I've I've had to do a lot of my own check, check, check. Because yeah. uh, here's a good. I have a couple good examples. This is back in the Google Plus days. I had um, I had a show where I would have people come on, and you know, then I would promote people, and you know, I would sort of believe. And there was a lot of people that I thought were a big deal back in the day because I just was getting into Google Plus. Yeah. Don't, don't judge. Don't at me. And, uh, there it is. It's my new there's the 1st is. Don't at me. And, uh, so there's a lot of people that I was just like, Oh, well, everybody else thinks they're all that and two bags of chips. So, and then they come on and be like, what a dick. There's a lot of people that were just these supposed influencers that were not so great. So there was one who I had on the show and, and she was a, a guru on one of the platforms and, you know, I just, I didn't know that much about her, but I was kind of like, yeah, she's great. And I was really promoting it. And and I had a friend come to me about a year later. We just happened to have a random conversation. She said, you know, I followed that person. And she said, I always just remember thinking like, why, why would Mia promote that? Because she, they really ended up being just a really kind of an awful person. And she said, but I followed them because you told me to. And then I ended up unfollowing them. And then she, But she did let me know like, hey, you know, more of like, you need to be careful who you're putting your stamp on. And that is really important. We need to consider all of us as uh thought leaders in a sense of, yeah. if you've got your, if you've got your trusted circle and you're saying, I approve this person, or I really recommend this person, man, you gotta be pre- careful who you put that stamp on, on the booty.
1: That was from your feisty business tips, which was a really good episode of your podcast. you're talking I about did. That.
0: That's right. God, That's I so forgot. Good. I ranted about that feisty already. Feisty business tips. It was good. Let's, and it's just just the tips. Let's hey, take, my friend. Just, right, just, right, just the, the tips. tips.
1: Yeah. You want to talk about Rachel Hollis for a minute?
0: Oh, I am going to talk about Rachel Hollis. I got to give a shout out to my friend oh. Bill. Oh, Bill's hyphenated his name. Get it, brother man. Love that with up, the Bill? new hubby. He's coming here from oh. Australia. So.
1: G'day, That's mate. It. Nice. It's it's our nice. tomorrow today That's for right. him. He's coming from the he future. Loves- Hey, he who won the World Series in the future, Bill? Can you tell us? How's the stock market doing tomorrow? <laughs> what about that?
0: What about that lotto ticket? What about that oh, lotto ticket? Oh, thanks for playing along because I do that every time. <laughs> All right. So here's this here's the deal with the sitch with with Rachel Hollis. So uh, if you know or don't know, she is a problematic influencer who's been around for a long time. So she wrote the book. Girl, wash your face. More like girl, wash your ass because I'm so over her. Um, she she wrote a book that was very, uh, it appealed to a lot of millennials. It was self-helpy. Um, the problem with Rachel Hollis, if you look back on her, and this is what a lot of people don't do, if you Google Rachel Hollis and the word plagiarism, that's the whole first page of Google, of how often she has taken this license with quotes. Um, Now, what she'll do, she would put a lot of these quotes on Instagram and just have Rachel Hollis at the bottom of it and not attribute it. So attribution to people is so key. key people. Don't be an asshole. Don't take people's quotes now. um, So she's also been somebody that kind of was in that really churchy uh, thing. She uh, married very wealthy, married a Disney executive. So, you know, kind of makes it like this rags to riches story. But let's face it, she is a Thin white woman who also body shames a lot comes from a lot of money. Um, got immediately hired into a lot of opportunistic jobs that most a lot of people couldn't get the opportunity. And then wrote these books, many of which have ideas that are plagiarized. I put some thought into this. So I'm ranting, i ranting, right? That. Um, but if you don't know that you're just buying into what she's saying and so her books are problematic the way she puts her information out is problematic so about two weeks ago she did a live stream and talked about having a house cleaner housekeeper okay and so somebody kind of called her on it was like hey that's you know that's privileged and you're you're really not being relatable. Well, girlfriend did this TikTok that is just so cringeworthy. And by the way, you're going to have to just do hashtag Rachel Hollis because she deleted a lot of it. Also a problem. So what happened was what happened was she um, she then she said I don't want to be relatable. And then she said my housekeeper comes to my house twice a week and cleans my toilets. So it was just so. gross sounding and then also saying how she's worked her ass off and the whole thing. Again, what people don't understand with a, a lot of people like Rachel Hollis is we use the term she started on third base. Yeah, she's already had all this privilege, so please don't come at me like, "Oh gosh, look at all these things." When there's literally people you can't. What she says is, "I get up at four a.m. I've worked my ass off really hard." So then she equates it, which a lot of people think, "Okay, that equality is this—that you're starting at the same place and you're not." you ever seen that uh the video where people say okay uh we're gonna name a bunch of things that could be problematic for you if you don't have those if you have those just stand still and then the people who don't have these barriers to entry kept walking and then they said okay that's the starting point and um so the other big problem with it is that there were some black educators who really were were calling her in in a sense on that post of like Girl, stop. Yeah. She also used the term cis, which which was is just so problematic as well as a white woman. Like it just there's so many things about her that that have issues. So black educators who I really adore. There's a woman named Lovey. There's Austin Channing Brown. There's Rachel Cargill. These are women I really look to. We're making comments. Well, this is Easter weekend. And so Rachel Hollis decides to just say, I can't deal with it. I'm going to take the weekend off. In the meantime, her staff is either deleting, she says it's her staff. We'll get to that in a second, deleting comments from women who are doing what we call emotional work to bring her in and to explain why this is problematic.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, folks are tired. Yeah. You know, like they're tired of like saying, this is my lived experience. Please stop what abouting but what abouting my friend michelle is here by the way can't yeah girl i know you can't Mm -mm, can't stand it big old yuck um so that's also because you see all these comments that are really doing the work so again this is a holiday weekend but because they felt so convicted by how problematic the message was they were making a lot of comments meanwhile rachel's off with her house cleaner who's apparently cleaning her toilets and not paying attention at all yeah Comments are being deleted. Dirty deleting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not
0: good. Comes back on a Sunday and makes the lamest apology, basically throwing her team under the bus, which by the way is not her first time doing that because last year she appropriated a Maya Angelou quote. Don't do that to her. Everybody called her in and she blamed her team at that time too. Drew, what do you think about that?
1: Honestly, I mean, I can't be more on board with all of what you're saying. I mean, that, that's certainly problematic. And I think it's not the first time, or that's not an un- necessarily an unusual occurrence. Maybe that was a very egregious example of some of the stuff mm-hmm. that goes on. The part that killed me the most was the part at the end with the, oh, now I'm going to throw my team under the bus. Because you know, you know that along the way in that message, and I don't claim to know anything about Rachel Hollis, so I'm not going to throw any stones there because I, I don't know any of her work. But I can guess that I'm, I'm guessing there's at least some message about surrounding yourself with amazing people that are aligned with you and share your vision. i got to believe that someone like that has said that at least once. And, and now the people that you have surrounded yourself with you are throwing under the bus to save your own skin. That yeah. speaks volumes about the person that you are, are putting your stock in.
0: You know, yeah, yeah, and uh, and again, it's not the first time doing that, so that's why, you know, this particular episode of the podcast is really about doing your homework. Who are you throwing your weight behind? Who are you listening to? Yeah, I mean, I I think Gary Vaynerchuk is problematic, I don't like him either. Now, a lot of people do, and he's tried to backtrack a little bit on his hustle mentality to say, That's just me, I never told you to do that, but these you know, lemmings go, go over the cliff which, or like, Oh kinda, God, I got to, you know,
1: did though. I think it's hard to say, you know, the Gary Vee stuff. I, I mean, I know an, a, enough about where it got really hard to watch that. And it's hard to show somebody glorifying how they're making their fortune and how they're building their empire by not sleeping and missing family events and being on planes right. at three o'clock in the morning and working 18 hours a day and then saying, but I didn't tell you to do that yeah but you're really yes. happy when your following got huge when a bunch of dudes you know 16 to 24 years old idolized you and followed along with you that you were okay with that you never said don't do it and i'll tell you to tie it into like the the, the appropriation and plagiarism thing he hitched his start to a guy by the name of jay shetty yeah so jay is hu- huge right and i wish this is news this to me news too. To you, right and so there was i you know what i should i'm sorry that i'm not prepared for this maybe we could put it in the show notes on on the the podcast episode, I don't know who the comic was. Female comic, very funny, and she was out there, like every time Jay Shetty would do this, she would call him on it. So if you just search for Jay Shetty plagiarism, you'll find who she is. I cannot remember who she is. And she would make these videos and call him out on social media because he was the king of dropping these spiritual wisdom bombs and literally taking other people's words and then not even – not quoting them, he would put his own name under it. So oh. it's as if I just, you know, I'm gonna write down four score and seven years ago, and then underneath put Drew Linzolata, like I wrote it. And he would do that <laughs> again and again and again. And she would call him out and call him out and call him out, kind of screaming into the wind until she Nicole was Arbor. Nicole Arbor. They're call Arbor. And she's very funny. She's a very funny woman, and she's really smart and she makes a lot of good points, but she yeah. caught on to this guy right away. And but if she was like screaming into the wind, and if you watch some of her stuff, it was like Is this bizarro world? Like, why is everybody still idolizing this guy? And then it finally got some traction and he got called out on it. And again, the same thing. Like, oh, I'm just going to slide out of the frame for a Mm -hmm. couple of weeks and say like, oh, that's, you know, no, I didn't do that. But you did because the internet doesn't forget. And then I'll just be quiet for a little while and hope people forget. And sure enough people forget. So that's well, that because thing. I didn't know
0: that yeah. I was like, wait, Jay yeah. Shetty. What? Yeah, that's you know, thing. I'm I mean, like, he, he right. has the, you know, really beautiful voice and right, pretty eyes right. and the whole thing. I, I was like the monk.
1: I did the whole thing. Like I'm going to, you know, enlighten you. And that's fine. Except again, not okay. And I, I don't know what causes that. Is he a bad person? I don't know. Jay Shetty. So I'm not going to pass, you know, but professionally yeah. speaking, but the thing that blows me away about that to get back to like, who are you following? Who are your leaders? Who are your influencers? Mm-hmm. Again, that bias with like, well, I love the message so much that I'm going to excuse the person and I'm going yes. to continue to put money in his pockets and give him my time and give him my attention, even though I know that some, at least some of what he is dropping on me, he didn't even come up with and did not have the integrity to say, hey, let me tell you what I read by so-and-so, which really resonated with me and I want to share it with you.
0: I can respect that. That's right. That. The in- that's yeah. the key point, the integrity to do that. Right. And, right. The, and, and also another key point, what are you putting your money into, especially right now with what's going on in the world? And time and money are key. Yeah. Where are you putting your money? And of course, you know, I get on the rant too of to dismantle systemic racism because a lot of this does stem back to that because even let's get on my real quick rant about white fragility, yeah. which is Barbara DiAngelo's. <laughs> Every that's Barbara is that. Every Barbara, Every Barbara gets Barbara, a D'Angelo. Especially with a D. Uh, Bob, uh, D-Drew. Yeah. Um, you know, she's problematic too. I love that word lately and I'm going to run it. That and uh, grifting is also my other favorite. <laughs> my a, a really great word. She, you know, she's problematic because there are black educators who have done the work and I want to give the money to them. And you'd heard my rant about that. So she wrote, wrote White Fragility. But in a way, and I love that Austin Channing Brown had said, nobody asked you to become the white lady whisperer. Why don't you just send them our way with the education and the information that we took our time to put into it? So little fun fact that last year, I think it was the University of Wisconsin, had Barbara – is it Barbara DeAngelis? Am I saying that right? Son of a bitch. It's just Barbara
1: DeDrew to me. It's uh, Barbara
0: DeDrew. Anyway, look up White Fragility, but don't buy the goddamn book. So. this university has the white fragility gal come and speak in Austin Channing Brown, who's a brilliant writer that uh, in the it's the world of, uh, I'm still here yeah. living in a world of whiteness. And mother of pearl, if they did not pay the white writer who was talking about systemic racism 75% more.
1: Than the woman who's living it.
0: <laughs> than the woman who's living it. Ladies and gentlemen. it's amazing. Mike Trapp. Right. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's ama- but it's amazing that that, that 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 flew past somebody's radar?
1: Yeah, we were talking about that a little bit, right, the other day. Like, I would love to know the organizational mechanism that made that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, now, look, I, I'm, I completely understand market forces. I get that. So, like, hey, this woman commands a lot of attention, so we have to pay her more. I understand that. Yeah. But at some point, the organization has to have some kind of ethical compass that says, Oh, wait a minute. we pay in this one 100 grand and paying this one 25. Something's not right here. We got to. That's,
0: and that's also the system that we as white people can speak up and ask those questions. Yeah. I, I've been doing public speaking for about three years, which, as we know, if you have generalized anxiety disorder, is the, the yeah. fact that it, to even do that. Yeah, you haven't exploded yeah. on stage. Yeah, exactly. just little pieces of wine glass shaped confetti is exactly. what would happen. Like a with from that one. spinal
1: tap. But not good.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's <laughs> the exactly. globule left on the drum throne.
0: <laughs> and that's it. And Every tremor blows up. Exactly gonna... anyway. That's an excellent yeah. reference. But you know, it's like, I remember even two years ago, starting to become aware of like, wait, this is some of the whitest shit I've ever seen. And not speaking until I knew that there was more, parody or more equity on, on the stage. So that's the type of things that people need to be questioning of who, who who's your daddy, who's your leader. Now I'm going to throw out some big names of people who, uh, somehow just managed to slip under the radar and influence a lot of people. First off, rest, not in peace, Bernie Madoff, you garbage oh, bell. Oh,
1: I know he just died, right?
0: He did. Now let's talk about him because you know, it's been so long, it's been 10 years this guy listen he started doing this grift here we go in the 80s and because what he did is he created this air of exclusivity yeah. around his proprietary information and he was also one of the first ones i, I think he became like the the like the head of nasdaq but yeah, he, he was, was one of the first ones right there yeah. you go see i pulled that out of nice my two thank you but he became uh you know this this thought leader and because he made it so like behind the curtain nobody questioned him Yeah, this got billions of dollars did you know he stole from eli wiesel the guy the holocaust survivor he stole from everybody man everybody 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 i mean and the only reason why you know he was kind of you know this is the 2008 so you know it was just this spiral of of garbage and he just couldn't quit so then of course he's like oh i'm so sorry i did that I'm like no you're sorry you got caught
1: yeah yeah well that's i think that's common with most things i'm just no you're sorry you got caught
0: it you're but the point being of that because nobody questioned it. i mean there's so many opportunities that people could have said hey put this together and and so that I mean, it just devastated millions and millions of people. And it's interesting that his two sons, I mean, one committed suicide. He could not handle yeah. the pressure, which I guess, yeah. I guess when he finally did admit it to his sons, they turned him in immediately.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because there were like, regulators that were actually sounding that alarm, but it just, yeah. you know, I think there was such a combination of things. I mean, he was, I think he was the chairman of NASDAQ at one point, I believe. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you yeah. Know, yeah. so I was he, he was question kind of unimpeachable that. when you think about it. He came from this incredible financial pedigree and that's that thing again, where we're all guilty of, and we should be always aware of it. Like where, where is our bias? You know, well, we don't want to go against that when we want to believe this, we want to believe you know that, number one, we have the ability to find a good deal. It gives mm-hmm. us a good feeling. Like, oh, I'm in. You want to feel like you're in the inside there. Like, I'm, on an, I'm in this special group that's making all this money here. And then we just disregard, like, all the soot, the clear evidence that this should not have been happening. And everybody was just like, no, nah, it's okay. I mean, hell, yeah. the New York Mets had to like have, like, an otter playing third base because they couldn't make payroll because they lost so much money. Like, you know, guys that own the company, uh, on the team, owned, lost a lot of money in the Mato scandal. So, churches, like an actual I know. Otter? For, yeah, I know for a fact that there was a church not far from where I live that had a lot of, they were getting ready to build a building, new building. And they wow. could, they, they, that building still has not been built because they lost most, if not all, of their building fund.
0: Dude, that's 12 years ago.
1: Yeah, they still have not re- recovered from it. And they had a lot of money in that, in, in Bertie Madoff's hands, and, and it all well went away.
0: So okay. you know fuck off Bernie Madoff. It's That's right, for man. one. Yeah, right. A, a couple other garbage bells to mention of people that just fell along with it. Jeffrey Epstein, folks. I mean, once he got Gislaine Maxwell to like bring in her pedigree, I love to call her that, they just didn't question yeah. um they, nobody questioned that this guy, because he had so much money and I can't remember, it was a a investment house that he was in originally. And they found out that he lied about his education. Right. And this guy even went on the record and said, man, I should have said something, but see how there's that fail forward. Like that just, nobody's questioning it. Yeah. So you ha you have to, you have to have to. Well, I think that starts with being
1: willing to question yourself. It really yes. does. Like, am I willing to yeah. give up my belief and my belonging to this group in order to know do what I know is probably the right thing. Yeah. It's hard for people to do, and they don't. So, it So is. You
0: know. uh, Kelly says they, Mets, pay Bobby Bonilla.
1: Oh, that's true. They're still paying him, I believe. <laughs> They're going to pay that guy until the sun burns out. That was the worst deal <laughs> in Major League Baseball history. Thank you, it's Kelly. So You're so actually good. You're right for so bringing good. that up.
0: <laughs> The sun goes down on baseball. Um, one other uh, quick rant is is the Sackler family, which owns Purdue Pharma, by the way, which has killed half a million people with OxyContin. Uh, Charlie and I just did a live stream. Yeah. Morgan's here. The caucasity of it all. Morgan heard about an hour and a Uh-oh. half of that today when we uh, we went on a good old rant. was good. But, uh, caucasity th- is we- a good word. What'd you say? The caucasity of it. That's a good <laughs> The word. caucasity of it all. That's, that's one of my Gross. my new favorites. But uh, it, it was very interesting. We watched this. Oh, uh, I just hit the wrong one. We watched or watched. We listened to a podcast, NPR, Fresh Air. Terry Gross can't stand her, but I'm going to just segue past that. She's not my favorite interviewer. But she did an interview today with a gentleman who wrote a book, don't ask me his name right now, called... Uh, leg- I think it's like a legacy of pain. And it's all about this Sackler okay. family that just was able to sell so much Oxycontin, dude.
1: And knowing, again, when you look at it, this was not like, what, what a mastermind scheme. It was right out in the open. The numbers were ridiculous. Nobody in their right mind should have been able to look past what was going on there. No.
0: Yet, yet somehow
1: many people did.
0: You they know. did. And, and, you know, Mark and I were even chatting about it earlier. We were just talking about, uh, you know, they talk about how cannabis is this gateway drug. Don't even get me going there. But this... Oxy really was, because they they weren't even telling people. So quick story on that. In the very, very beginning, uh, they put out the the first iteration of it that was based on oxycodone, Mm -hmm. not telling doctors. I I guess they had kind of said it, but there's emails of them saying, it's so funny, these doctors aren't getting the fact that this is actually twice as strong and twice as addictive. They think it's not as addictive. They never disabuse them of that.
1: No, they right. If they're not going to say it, we're not going to volunteer it. The same can be. And this is from personal experience too. I don't want to get into too much of this, but like, Ooh, let's hear it. A lot of the litigation surrounding antidepressant use brought out mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff too. So companies like GlaxoSmithKline, who were marketing Paxil back in the '90s and early 2000s, yeah. knew they knew that people like me, which was my personal experience, had a very difficult time getting off those medications and the and the, the turmoil it caused. They knew it, and they basically instructed their army of like well dressed, attractive drug reps with free lunches to never bring it up and actually memos came out with and one memo guy literally draw drew a bag of money in the memo he literally drew a bag of money you know this is why we we, we should not be talking about this and how many people went along with that gsk is a huge multinational corporation and nobody everybody just kind of went along with that how is that possible We don't want to question ourselves, which means we won't question other people. It's not good.
0: Exactly. And I remember like the the in the early nineties and the the late nineties of that, you know, having friends that were pharmaceutical reps, they were loaded like a freight train. They made a shit ton of money. All they got to do was go out and I mean they were like sports agents in a way. Like they're out, they got a big budget. Yeah. She said. And going out and why in the world would they shoot that? cash count. I guess that's the, the problem. What? And
1: it, it, those things like things like that make so much money. The Madoff's made so much money. When there's that oh. much money flowing, you spread it around enough. And I think that certainly helps people not follow their moral compass to a certain extent. Money outweighs yeah. a lot of stuff. You know? it's not. Good. It,
0: yeah. Money begets money. One last script and then we're going to get out of yeah. here and we're going to, I'm going to read my little script and do that money. Your, you Kelly says script too. Uh, yeah, I got the ending script. You know, I Animal. always read that, too, and you can cue the music and L- do the thing. Love working with a professional.
1: Like, well, she's over here. Right over there. Yep. That one. Professional.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you're just tuning in on, on the live stream, this is Drew Lentzalata. He is my podcast producer. So we just decided at the last minute to come on and rant like like we are wont to do. Yeah. Right?
1: We're about 40 minutes into the ranting now, so good job. Yeah,
0: I know. Well, I got to cut it short because I know how you get when I go too long and get a little too long. <laughs>
1: It's all right. I'm I'm contributing I'm this time, so show. I can't be angry about editing it. I'm on it. I'm we on did
0: add that caveat, like, oh, unless it's us, then we're working. right, and then it's fine. Then people will listen for hours. So, um, my phrase that I love to say, uh, you know, my friends know, is when I get uh, low grade obsessed with things. I'm like, oh, I'm low grade obsessed. You know, we got low grade obsessed about uh, Four Seasons landscaping. That was, oh, you know, that was a thing. I'm now low grade obsessed with Matt Gates. Gates Gate.
1: Oh, I forgot Matt Gates. Thank you, Mia. This is why we're friends.
0: Yes. How Go.
1: that... Go now. I could not get enough of that story.
0: You know, I... Mm, you yes. know, every time it pops up on YouTube, I'm like, who's got some shit to say about Matt Gates?
1: The funniest thing to me was his statement that they issued, and I forget who brought this up. It might I don't know if it was John Oliver. or One of those guys brought it up, actually. She has a bill cap. Uh-huh. Do you have a bill cap picture? oop back. I do. Um, yeah. Nice job. Bloom County. Thank you. But um, after that all kind of came out... Yes. And he issued his statement in the third party. Uh, that oh, was the really third weird. person. T- in the third person, talking about oh. himself in the third person. I'm like, this can't get any more bizarre. Then he was at some rally or something a couple of days ago, and he was talking about the tremendous, in the last week, the tremendous outpouring of support that has come from, and he reeled off all the insane Jewish space laser conservative crazies in Congress oh, that yeah. rushed to his aid. And I'm like, Dude, that's not good. Don't say that they're supporting you, but in his world, it's all good, man.
0: It is. And I keep wanting to say Joel Osteen, but I know it's not, but he's also garbage. Uh, so this guy is with Joel the Seminole. Joel can't sleep
1: in my church. Osteen, that guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Joel, I don't care how <laughs> Swim bad it is. Faster, I sleep. ain't opening the doors. Osteen. Yeah, yeah. Nope.
1: Nope. Nope.
0: Nope. nope. Uh, his name is Joel Greenberg, Seminole County tax collector. I cannot get enough of this crazy guy. Like he, one. you have to go hear the crazy things he did to get elected. Then he buys $60,000 worth of equipment. Equipment, puts it in at the tax assessor's office. One of them he puts in wrong, lights it on fire, a little <laughs> FYI. Then he's running a Bitcoin business along with it. He's so bringing good. in Matt Gates over the weekend and they're, I don't know what they're doing with IDs. Like that it's, you have to hear all of it. And Wait, so you know, Matt
1: Gates is involved in that too, where there's equipment on fire and Bitcoin?
0: Well that's Damn. actually how he got busted because Joel oh, was- Greenberg yes okay yeah bit small fish big fish so yep. Joel Greenberg uh got busted first i mean he's he's Definitely going to pound you in the ass prison, as they say, in uh, <laughs> office space. Um, but he's rolling That's on that name Gates. of
1: Leavenworth. They renamed that facility, I believe. Yes, That's yes. I I name. got
0: I have to give a shout out to <laughs> office space for that uh, that choice line. But uh, it's it's really I mean, it's really, really complicated. But he's going to jail for first. It started with some of his bullshit at Seminole County tax assessors. But then it's turned into Trafficking. Okay. It's some serious shit. And then, then of course we have who pays, who pays on Venmo for that.
1: I know if you're going to do that, why, why? I understand Mm. that when nobody uses cash anymore, I get that. I don't, (laughs) but like in certain instances, if I'm going to buy some shady shit, I'm going to go to the ATM first. Yes. Just call me crazy, but I'm going to, you know, like that's just the way it's going to have to be.
0: We're making Kelly uh, snort. Stop making me snort laugh. That's, yeah. Welcome (laughs) to my world, sir. Uh, But hot mess. Yeah, Gatesgate is, it is, it it has everything. It
1: has Venmo. (laughs) This place has everything.
0: This place has everything. A bouncer wearing an old-fashioned swimsuit.
1: Tax assessors. (laughs) Venmo (laughs) payments to hookers.
0: Dan Cortez. MTV's Dan Cortez. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Please um, go look up Stefan on SNL. One other, and then we're gonna get out of here. Hilaria Baldwin. Remember how I was oh, so I know you were I low grade obsessed with obsessed Oh so low grade obsessed with hilarious Baldwin. And and then she I don't know how she managed to do this, but she's you know has her, I don't know, nineteenth kid, and then also has her like eighteenth kid because they got pregnant, but then they also had a surrogate. She's a hot mess. But that's a leader that people like finally she did. Okay, here's how it started. Real yeah. quick, and then we're gonna go. That's all right. Go with it. Uh you're like, it's your show, Mia. Yeah, you go as long as you want, man. I'm just the editor. There you go. Yep. <laughs> I'm just the so trophy she-
1: co-host. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, your things. So she uh so this this random thing happens last year that Amy Schumer does a spoof on her on Instagram. So Hilaria Baldwin is married to Alec Baldwin, who's also got his own little problematic whatever. And uh, so she does a post. Now, literally, this woman has had five kids. She does this post of herself in lingerie with this baby. It's improbable, I have to admit. It's improbable, but we can't body shame. We cannot body shame, and we will not. But Amy Schumer, who's one of the most truthful about her pregnancy and about having a kid. She's hilarious. Like she's, she definitely makes it look unglamorous. Does a spoof <laughs> post and shares it out. Well, Hilaria Baldwin doesn't really know what to make of it. Does a video, a live stream, and people are like, wait a second. Don't you have, aren't you supposed to be from Spain? And she sounds like right down the street from you. Yeah, right. Well, and so somebody tweets out and says, ah, oh, congrats on your 10 year grift back on <laughs> grift that's actually how i got started on it of uh of pretending that uh you're from spain yeah so she has to backpedal a lot um you go back and listen to her can't remember the word uh, how you say cucumber she's like acting like she can't remember the word cucumber. i mean oh, it's that's bad. it's so it's bad but unfortunately it's also because she is culturally appropriating yeah Something else, and so it's she's mm, but she's just still taking the, the heat. That takes the Madonna
1: thing to a whole other level. Remember when Madonna had a new new accent every like two and a half weeks? Like, yes. What accent is that? Is that
0: the accent she yeah. used to
1: speak in the movies in the forties? I don't know what she's doing. Now.
0: Exactly. So, <laughs> but here's what she's not as problematic on that is yeah. because it's just this low. It's almost yeah, like it's what's like, her yeah, name was, on Schitt's Creek, where right. she's like you don't even know where that accent came from. Right, and it's the almost like a,
1: it's like a bit almost. But you know?
0: when you have a culture that by the way unless you're just top of the food chain white is you really have you know different again barriers to entry on things but when you present as white and then but then take all of this stuff yeah and then mishmash that in with your success we got a problem folks yeah. so I'm be gonna... careful because then she also was followed by a lot of people who are you following have you vetted these people just randomly start googling Folks that you like, because I got to tell you, that Jay Shetty thing came out of nowhere for me.
1: Who knew, right?
0: Who knew?
1: This was some quality ranting, my friend. You did good tonight. I was
0: Thank ha- you. I'm happy you to too. be a part of it.
1: Hey, you know what? Before we you do your little exit script, it was that your Harry carry? Hey, hey, <laughs> would you or would you not eat the moon if it was made of, <laughs> made of ribs? Out of cheese. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> hey, evidently, Albert Einstein's been dead for 37 years. We'll try and get him anyway. Um. You know what tomorrow is, right? No. Because today is Thursday, so you know what tomorrow is.
0: It's Fat Fuck Friday, you fuck users. (laughs) It's her favorite. (laughs) Okay, so, real quick, what that's about. So, uh, John Oliver did a story about what he thinks is the most amazing thing, which is a trend called Flat Fuck Friday. And it's all about alligators. And then you have to sing, you fucking losers. This is the greatest song I've ever written. Crunch, crunch, crunch. That's your favorite part. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Me. Me. Good vibes. Good vibes. I will share a link to that because it truly, I, I mean, I literally wake Charlie up on Fridays and he's still falling for it. Pretty soon he won't.
1: Honey, what day is it? You would think he would know better by now.
0: Hey, well, I just fell for it too.
1: Yeah, that's exactly, you did. You fell right into the trap.
0: (laughs) Into the (laughs) alligator's Got her on the hook. All right. (laughs) All right, cue the music. We're going to close out this
1: mofo. All right, let's do it.
0: Is that my music? That's your music, man. It's the closing music. Bring it. That's because I'm always listening to myself. Okay, ready? Do it. If you like this episode, please do all the things. Like, share with your friends, subscribe, and leave me a review, especially if it's a good one. If you really like the podcast and you want to show it, head on over to We don't click on the patrons button, and become a full time supporter of the podcast. And if you want your very own podcast and you don't know where to start, go to helix interactive.com and get yourself, get yourself some. some. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> I don't even know my own closing music. (laughs)